0: And before you enjoy this next episode of the Yalabad podcast, we just want to tell you a little bit about Folklory, which is the service that we've been building on the side, you know, quietly for the last year or so, but now we're ready to show the world. What is Folklory, you might ask? It's actually a service where we turn your best memories or your loved ones
1: into personal podcasts that can be gifts for them. It is a new concept, so maybe the best way to explain it to you is to play an excerpt from an actual audio podcast created for a customer. Here it is. So if I were to ask you, where do you see you and her in 10 years? And what would that relationship be like?
2: What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years, right? Wait, I will... <laughs> Oh my God, that's damn scary.
1: <laughs> okay, five years.
2: Okay, five years, five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she'll be laughing at how I would be going through what she had gone through. <laughs> yeah, because in five years... I think likely I'll be like midway through like like finding something to do mm-hmm. yeah although like both of us we already been doing that like the past year because like um, she graduated from uni like a few years ago and I graduated from poly last year so we were both like finding our space in the world but she is more like legit because she finished uni already and now I'm like I like fake I like fake adult <laughs> world so i'm gonna enter uni and then in five years i think i would be going like that like that phase of like finding my place in this world and she would probably be like there there you child (laughs) she has always been like that like i guess that's our relationship it's like a it's like a there, you child so what was
1: the last time, last there there you child moment or or instance that you recall where she maybe you were at a crossroads and she helped you figure out your space at that point in time? Right?
2: I think when um, one thing that really like shocked me recently is the me thinking whether to leave my previous job. So in which I really. I believe vlog. Like, mm-hmm. But like it was really taking a toll on me and like I don't think anyone realised it before her, but she has just been like this job's not for you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's the kind of conversations we we'll capture all through just the phone call. And last week we launched and we are on a mission to get 100 customers in 100 days. And we'll be sharing all the updates on how we're doing on social media as well as The Folklore, a weekly newsletter we just launched yesterday. Huh? Another newsletter?
0: Can't I just follow your social media and know everything you're doing? I'm sure some people are asking that. So
1: why a newsletter, Haresh? Because social media only gives you a little peek into what's happening. We will still share updates and excerpts on social media, but if you wanna low down um, where we share our metrics, our milestones, you know, part of the whole build in public movement, just subscribe to the newsletter. We are super excited. And, and even yesterday's first episode, we talked about why we are starting this. For example, the fact that we all believe that everybody has a story that deserves to be captured forever.
0: And audio accompanies us through sleep, through exercise, through driving, through doing the dishes. It really captures nuance like no other medium that we've worked with. That's why we're very excited about it.
1: Yeah, it's like the body language of audio. So yeah, all the links are in the show notes. We would love your support. And for now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala... Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, and the hottest topics, and the hottest conversations with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. It's episode three of this week. How you feel this week has gone, man? Uh, a lot of uh,
0: I mean, international news. A lot, a lot, of interesting international news going on. Yeah. Mm. And on on it's the on like, the on the, on the tales of the you know. Last week was parliament and everything and all those crazy things that the MPs are doing. And this week mm. is all international news, right?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of international news. Even though there's some there's some trickle-down effect, uh, mm. as much as I hate that phrase, uh, from parliament. La, because I guess the parliament was super long or something because every day there's some new thing about something that was said in parliament and they're all just taking their time to surface up. La.
0: Yeah, But you know the crazy things? like yeah, la, It was the de- debate on the... The committee of supply, uh, which mm. you know we didn't know what the hell that really meant, lah. Like. We just thought it was a debate about generally about the budget and all that, right? But uh, yeah. someone, someone, one of our listeners, Yalbert listeners, was actually kind enough to actually give us a TLDR explanation of the entire, the entire uh, process, lah, like, of what the committee of supply debate was, lah. Like. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, and then it was they did a like point form in a write up for us. And now i, I kind of understand what what the whole thing is about radioila, so the shout out to you. you know who you are the this this so listener. it wasn't
1: just like a copy and paste from someone this this listener took the time to n- create a new document just for you, is it Terence? Mm-hmm. for us for us to understand oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. so I think
0: I have a much better layman understanding of of the whole thing already lah. which we we can oh. we can go into if, if it's really quiet, but yeah, that's why that's why it was such a long debate, and so many different people came forward to speak, lah. yeah yeah man
1: cool uh, all cool, right but so, we so still need to plug some. Kind of, yeah. no we still need to plug something uh, yeah yeah before that yes. what is that plug uh the plug is to just encourage you if if this podcast has you know touched you in some way made you laugh made you think made you cry made you angry or just evokes some sort of emotion right it would be great if you could share it with someone you know who may not have heard of it yet um mm. our podcast um continues to to grow and we're super psyched. Um, each time we see like people share comments on our Reddit, message us on Instagram, share the podcast, and we just want to keep going, man. Yeah. Just yeah. want to keep going. That's right. Cool, 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 cool. All right. All so right. So so let's get the, the party started, topic. man. Yeah. What is the first topic? topic. Um. So the first topic is gen- is around the broad topic of like the the MC policy mm-hmm. uh, and whether or not companies should mandate that people uh, pr- uh, provide MC proof that when they are feeling sick or whether we should all do away with it. And this is off the back of a lot of discussions happening at the high levels of uh, politics and government mm-hmm. um, And the most the thing that kicked off our own. Decision to decide to talk about, I mean, decision to talk about this today was a commentary piece by uh, a journalist on CNA titled, Mm. Some Some Firms Rethinking MC Policy, but Will an Honor-Based Sick Leave System Be a Reality in the Long Run? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And what made you want to talk about this? eh? Um,
0: I think it's just a debate whether we Singaporeans. Mm. Uh, are we ready for uh MC-less future? I mean, that means a future where we never have to produce the MC whenever we are feeling sick and, and you know can't, can't make it to work or what. Because I think uh, the broad mm. term that they use to describe it is an honor system where mm. basically if you say you're sick, we accept that you're, I mean employers accept that you're sick and don't question it by making you show proof that you went to a doctor, lah, right? Mm, so, yeah. um, given COVID and everything and the gestation period that, the incubation period that uh, the COVID virus has in the human body, uh, I think it's mm. uh, even more, I, I people have seen that there is a real benefit to having this MC-less posi- policy uh, where if someone feels that they're sick you know, or, or falling ill, don't come to the office, you know. Uh, even stay at home and rest and test yourself with an ART test kit. Uh, to see if you have COVID, la, right? Mm, um, yeah. But, but yeah, la, there's also, now that we're all headed back towards the, the, you know, um, so-called endemic life, uh, are we going to continue with this kind of policy going forward? That's the big question mm. that I think uh, employers and and uh, employees, or even the government also is trying to grapple with, la, right? Because the government has been mm. the one that actually said that, yeah, if, if you test positive on ART test kit, you don't need an MC to go back to to, to stay at home. Um uh, and, and they are they will even take action against employers who still require you to get an MC in that instance. Uh, uh yeah. because it does not make sense. like COVID is real, COVID is amongst us and and there's no point like it's crowding and overcrowding our medical facilities just because you've got a mild case of COVID, like, right?
1: Mm, mm. Yeah. So,
0: so I mean the
1: the the so so what are we gonna say? So what? No, so I was
0: gonna say yeah. So what are your thoughts
1: about about this when you first hear it, like? Um. Maybe maybe just uh, I'll just give a bit of context um about the whole MC debate in Singapore. I mean it's 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 something for the ages. You know, like mm-hmm. it's been going on for the longest time. I'm sure every country, every company, MC policy can be um. Uh, it's not clear cut because you hear some yeah. companies like I think it's Netflix where their leave policy is like no questions asked just take leave whenever you want la, Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are a slew of tech companies uh, I, I, I know Netflix had that at some point I don't, I don't know whether they still have it, have it but yeah. what escalated the MC debate in Singapore was uh, yeah I think COVID la. Um, and mm. more specifically there was one case that we also talked about Um where there was a pest control technician who kind of refused a swap test like a couple of months ago because, mm. uh, and refused to take MC because if he didn't show up at work for that one day, he would lose his $100 work incentive. La. Mm. And that went up all the way to like, uh, the President Halima Yako posted something about, okay, the policies and, wages for underpaid workers need to need to increase. So just now when you mentioned that the, the updated policy that the Ministry of Manpower will take actions against companies that mandate MC documents being shown, right? Uh, yeah, I think that was announced maybe like in February this year by mm. the Manpower Minister Tan Siling. But the whole debate now is like, okay, will that be just a COVID thing? Um, or, or like what you said, like how does it evolve going forward? And even right now, from what I understand, companies have different policies. Like you have some companies that say you want to take one day MC, you must show uh, your medical certificate. Uh, medical certificate, lah. Some say you mm. only show when it's two days or three days. Mm, right. Mm, mm, some mm. companies have like one day a year where you don't need to show. Um, mm. And then now they've updated till three. Mm. So, so yeah. But it all boils down to what, what is the the like the sustainable way going forward, lah. Uh, which mm, is. Mm after all these discussions that have happened Yeah. so broadly speaking one is like you show your medical certificate anytime you want to take medical leave the other one is like no proof required at all mm. but I mean just just, right. just going down to on a
0: personal level for yourself have you mm. in your corporate when you're working in the corporate life and everything have you ever came to get an MC before
1: um I don't think so <laughs> la. <laughs> why, why, why the long why the hesitancy no, to answer? <laughs> because maybe like Harish 1.0 will be of course fuck no man yo I'm fucking beast but Harish 2.0 he was trying to be a bit more self-reflective uh introspective mm. and less um like well like sweeping statements I don't think I did um yeah mm. so yeah so that's why mm. the 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 pause to really think and I wasn't just doing that for wayang only. Mm. Yeah. I see. But but for I you see. in your in your corporate So for context, I had four and a half years of corporate life. You had? Mm. Uh you about had? uh three plus years, uh, yeah. Mm. Three plus, and did you uh, did you ever king before? Uh, mm. No, la. I I I
0: hard to think of a time where I really needed to where I really wanted to, like, not be at work so that I king so much, uh. you know. Mm. Cause I mean, mm. but 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 the, granted, I was also in a job where my working hours were crazy, and 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 I I you know like I I remember there was one time my my wisdom tooth was practically popping out of the gum already, and I was still and my mouth my face was like half swollen, and I was still at work, uh. you know, Uh oh, like poor young. <laughs> <laughs> not that i was committed to the job i i wasn't i didn't particularly enjoy the work that much uh it's just that i the the culture was was a lot of uh uh presentism you know mm. the culture was mm. all about being present even if you are not feeling well even if you're sick and all that and uh, looking back i feel like uh it was uh not it wasn't a uh, that, that means i didn't have the guts uh, to like actually just say hey i need to go and see a doctor you know so do mm. not take it as like me trying to say that I'm I'm so hardworking on it. It was more like I didn't dare to speak up. La. And then and, mm. and uh contrary to, to what Haresh was 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 saying earlier, yeah, like it was, there's nothing to cheer about it, like, you know. It was more mm. like yeah, you didn't dare to to just say that hey, I need to go and see a doctor, you know?
1: Contrary Because it's so what obvious on said? your
0: face. because yeah. no, 'cause you're like, whoa, you know, that kind of kind of gung-ho kind of thing, right? It wasn't gung ho. It was more like yeah la, I didn't dare to speak up la, Yeah. You mean just now when I said what Harish 1.0 would have said, eh? like no, oh No I no when, think when you leave, talk you know? about when I when I said that I don't think I did. Then you then I think you 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 were like whoa you know like, like I was very like. Hey, no la, Don't
1: assume la. La. Hey bro, oh, okay,
0: people okay, can okay, evolve okay. no. Hello. Yeah, 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 Give yeah, me okay, some sure. credit uh, Ah yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. uh but yeah la, yeah so nothing gung ho about it. It was just more like. You know, I I was a you know a, a cog in the machine, so I I didn't mm. dare to speak up and just say hey, I, Look at my face; it's half swollen. I need
1: to go and see a doctor. You know, mm. you know that kind of thing. so. And uh, that wasn't that was when I mean it's not just a Singapore thing, lah, right? That was not Singapore. No, no, no. was right? even even when I was working overseas as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but,
0: but, but but I, I think in, in I mean, so the context is yeah, I I worked for a while at corporate, but after that mostly i've been working in uh uh small companies or companies that that obviously i i had a hand in also starting lah yeah so mm. it became a i did i have seen both sides of being an employee and an employer as well lah la. yeah. Mm. yeah and same for we you same, as well la, right yeah same for me yeah same and the, but i think the difference is that you have been in a very giant huge big ass conglomerate corporate. La, right corporate yeah, for yeah. for many many years lah right
1: yeah. Which yeah. is Singapore Airlines. La. I'm not gonna shy away her from her it. Her. Yeah. Yep, Singapore yep, yep. Airlines I so was there for f- yeah. So there, there I mean, like uh, that's why when I was reading this and thinking about the honor system versus this and you know, all, I think one aspect that really needs to be considered is the size of the company. La. Because mm, mm. like um anyone who's been in a company that has grown in size uh from like maybe a small team to uh, tens of employees or hundred, you can feel a change like I got I got a bit of taste to mm. that when, in my third and fourth year when I was bonded to SIA, I was part of the team that helped to start Scoot la, the budget carrier. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one was, was a cool. It's all like a small team that that grew very quickly over the past uh, next few years, and literally mm. the change overnight coming from SIA, yeah, like or a big MNC any company where the policies can be a bit rigid. It's not ideal, but in some way you can understand why uh, mm. when the employees not everyone knows everyone else it's hard to establish yeah. trust across different departments and also some more rigid right. policies need to be there like, whereas in a small company you have that personal rapport with your, all your subordinates all your superiors all your peers uh, that changes things a lot like.
0: mm-hmm. so, right, so uh,
1: broadly broadly
0: speaking are you mm. in favor of a uh, honor system in Singapore?
1: Um I would say yes. Um but if it's a big company, then I think it'll be damn hard. So I would mm. say mm. Yeah. But but yes for like the, the company that, that we are building or like the company that if like for whatever reason I had to work at I would I would want that trust like, but I cannot imagine that at a big company. So but what mm, about you? Mm,
0: actually, I think no. I think I'm, I'm I'm more in favor of having a bit more structure in place. Uh. Mm, yeah, even rather for than, a small company? Rather than just saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, even for a small company, correct? Yeah, mm, Why? Um, broadly speaking, I, I'm, I'm more, I believe that, uh, you know, we're all human, right? And then mm. it's, it's, as much as we want to think that we're all, uh, you know, we're all very logical, we're all, we're all good adults, we're all good, uh, law abiding and 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 good adults and all that, right? Uh, mm. I think ultimately we're all human, and we're mm. all we all can be susceptible or tempted to, to to bend the rules like once in a while, right? Mm. Uh, and and I think the. The the thing about the uh, to me it's very important that we set systems in place that align the incentives uh, according to to uh, understanding that human is is everyone is human la, everyone's fallible la, right there's no mm. perfect worker who one day will say that you know I you know I, I, I yeah la, I'm I'm everything I I think and do will, will is is the is the right thing la, right and mm. and I there's there's no way that I can be tempted by by doing by by you know, cutting some slack here and there to for myself lah right. Mm. Um, so to me it's like, uh, I think it cannot be a hundred percent honest system lah. Hundred percent for sure, cannot be because the honest system also is is saying that uh, it's almost also putting the onus on the the employee himself to to gauge his own health. You know what I mean. So mm. there are some people who have a higher tolerance for pain, higher tolerance for feeling ill, and then they'll just say, oh, I just need to sleep it off, or I just need to drink more water and things like that. And they'll just keep refusing to see a doctor. And mm. there's a whole other can of worms la, about why why you choose to, whether you choose to see a doctor or you, you choose to just stay at home and rest more, la, right? And I think mm. um, everyone actually uh, is on a spectrum when it comes to that kind of thing. Like the threshold for pain before they, they see a doctor. La. And again, we're not saying that someone who's able to, to 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 tahan more pain is is a better human being or a better worker than someone who's not able to tahan pain, right? Because sometimes, mm. uh, sometimes you you delay seeing the doctor and and your symptoms get even worse and then you end up, you know, maybe having to be hospitalised and stuff like that. So that's a stupid thing, right? Uh, yeah. So forcing people to get an MC in some ways also. For their own good, also forcing them to have to go and see a doctor if it's if, if their illness is quite serious la. That's why that's why that's why I feel la. So, And the so incentives so so that aligns the incentives also. You see, the incentive is mm. for you to also uh, have to go and get medical treatment if you're not if you're if you feel like you're not feeling well mm. You know so what I
1: mean?
0: so you so ha- yeah, you have to s- so yeah go ahead Yep.
1: No no good. You finish you finish yours.
0: No so I yeah I think uh, regardless of whatever whatever system system we move forward with, uh, there, ne- there needs to be an incentive for people to go out and seek medical treatment uh, if they're really not feeling well. La. And mm. and if the, the incentive is clearly, oh, if you're not feeling well, you need to produce an MC. Uh, but hopefully, we hopefully employees also will cover the basic medical costs la, if it's not something too serious, la, right? Like a triple mm. GP up to a certain amount and things like that. La. Then people are, Will be incentivized to really go and see an MCA, uh, see a doctor and and show that they actually have seen a doctor. Mm,
1: yeah. Fuck like you ask me broadly speaking, then I give you my <laughs> high-level answer, then you go with the whole essay and all, then I I feel like I never get the chance to give the context of uh my answer. No, no. Basket. But I it's interesting yeah. right, because
0: it, it, it does come from uh I think people who know you and know me will, will also be able to understand the difference, why, right? In terms uh, of, of no, you being, maybe you're much more a people person. You're like, you love schmooze. Hey, no, 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 no. no. Okay, okay. People, dude, let me answer. Fuck. I'm more the introverted. Shut the fuck up,
1: dude. <laughs> shut the fuck up. First of all, your question, <laughs> uh, you ask me high level. High level uh, is like a lock line, uh, like a one liner thing. Uh, uh, Basket, uh, uh, you go great, one good. long essay. Because for me, like, I think an, an honor system is good now that I can give context for like i like the policies that i saw where they have maybe one or two days uh or maybe mm. if, if you one day off you don't need an mc but anything beyond that you need because there are certain things right now and this is something that i have to to uh force myself to be more cognizant of because you know me like uh and we've even coined the term when i get into subaru mode um mm. i just everything else falls off and i can just Mm-mm. work like uh Probably now maybe maybe less so, but there is this mode of me lah, and I cannot assume that, like like what you said, everybody has different thresholds. But then now, I'm mm. trying to be more cognizant of times where, I don't know, like um, you know, you know, just like mental health is becoming a big thing, and and un- until the 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 healthcare system can keep up, if it's one day right, uh, I think that is something worth aspiring to la. But Trust me, I am also skeptical of anything that is fully altruistic, fully honor based, fully trust because people, everybody is fucked up in some way and everybody, like mm. what you said, is fallible. So I think like the, the, the there needs to be, it's not just a, a full black and white honor system or policy thing. I also do believe in certain structures because People will always find a way to game the system. Even when I was at the big corporate, as much as like I was like, okay, like whatever I do, I give hundred percent. There were times where I fucking hated the work, I hated the people I was working for, and I was just sick of shit, lah, Right. Mm. So so everybody um ha- has that moments, and that's completely natural. So I think what what works is 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 a is a hybrid of some sort, lah. Because mm. like in mm-hmm. that case, because you know what you brought up also, there's sometimes a pressure where. You know you need to go to the doctor, which also like like costs money and and if you want to go to a doctor fast uh, if you're not feeling well if you, do you want to spend that much time waiting and you know? also one day that one i i i think i'm okay lah. but anything beyond that mm. there needs to be structures in place lah.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
1: but actually the yeah. you know, i i i of course when i think
0: we we just we were also partially playing devil's advocate, like, right, to each other, mm. in terms of mm. where we are on the spectrum. But we yeah, do you agree were that big,
1: bigger devil, because like, <laughs> you got so much airtime basket. <laughs>
0: no, no, we, we do, but we do, we both do agree it's somewhere in the middle, like, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. i it, it's generally, um, but to me, like, I feel if it's just one day or so, it's like one day mm. is like it's it's too short already, like, If you ask me, mm. you know. Oh, right, so you mean? I mean, everything one we know is about too COVID, short for? for example, one day is too uh, short for Like, if you say that you're just feeling like shit and you only give me one day grace, right, so to speak, mm-hmm. for for my MC, that almost yeah. feels like, uh, I mean, what if it's COVID, even if it's COVID, it might take more than a day to to really get through the system, like right. right? I yeah. think a lot uh, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people, they it's all sorts of all sorts of uh, symptoms like nausea. Uh, swollen eyes or, you know, pain, you know, random pains here and there in the oh, body. Yeah, so you might yeah. not even yeah. know. You just feel strange on, on on that first day, you know. You just feel like you, you can't be sitting up straight. You feel nauseous. Then the second day a fever comes and all that. Uh. Then, mm. then you it that to me like, if you're going to just do only one day, that's hardly, that's hardly, you know, uh, a flexible honor system so to speak. Uh. Uh, that's, that's where I, I think it's a, that I, I the the system that I feel I, I, I kind of like is that people are given a set number of so called uh me days la. Me days that mm. they can take they can take leave uh for for whatever reason la. Like like if they're not you know it's whether, paid whether leave, they're not feeling like, well. Yeah, it's paid leave, paid yeah. leave. And it's on top of their their annual mm. leave already, la, right? Like extra three yeah. days extra seven days or whatever. Uh, and even if it's just to sort out their own family issues or anything like that, that that to me kind of um, okay lah. Then you 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 put the onus on the person to to sort of uh, figure out for themselves if they want to use up that leave lah, right?
1: Mm, yeah. Whereas
0: whereas and like MC. and then and then everything else needs to be needs to needs to be certified or MC, uh, with an MC or anything like that lah.
1: I guess that's where it's going to be interesting going forward la, because there's no shortage of, of permutations that people or companies mm. can institute in terms of the policy. I think one thing that, and correct me if I'm wrong, we are both probably on the same page on is that the, the policy of rewarding no sick leave is fucked up. Right? You know, all ah, those yes, incentives yes. where you, okay, you don't take medical leave for one month, you get extra incentive, that is fucked up. Mm. Mm. And that feels like something that that needs to evolve la, because that was that was the crux of the the pest control technician, uh, right? Like, uh, he he, mm. he would get a hundred dollar incentive if he didn't take, uh, if he fulfills certain conditions, uh, one of which is not taking any medical leave during a month, and his mm. earnings was a thousand five hundred a month. So, uh, given an extra hundred dollars is a significant percentage of that la. So those yeah. are the kinds of things that are not ideal la, because then you are then you are incentivizing. Um, different behaviours mm.
0: but then, wouldn't that also uh, lead us to examine remember the last the last topic we were talking about which was uh, about Gojek drivers and their incentives and they were the Gojek driver was fighting with a dog owner because he couldn't mm. he he would lose incentive from from rejecting the dog owner's right right so he, doesn't that yeah. in some isn't that in some way also like when you try to make like drivers like they have to go on a streak in order to get an incentive. Like they can't even take one break or something like that. Mm. Isn't that like, uh also in, in some sense also,
1: it's, it's it's the kind of behavior that we I shouldn't so. be uh, uh. allowing, right? I think so, because I'm I'm guessing like, if you want to get the streak, I don't know how granular that is, but if you want to take a pee break or you're just feeling like shit, you want to grab a coffee, That I don't know whether that might end the break, but yeah, that feels like it's incentivizing different things la. it's different yeah.
0: different things yeah, or even just cancelling yeah. like one ride or something like that for the day one mm-hmm. ride a day or something like that, that, that sh- I think that shouldn't be penalised so uh, so badly la. and that's why that's, that's why you, you see the gojek drivers feeling so stressed and begging for their livelihoods mm-hmm. and all that la, right
1: the, the one perspective I've seen from the companies that were interviewed during these commentaries and articles who are a lot more customer facing like F&B or mm. security, they did point out that if people don't show up right, it's a huge dent to the business because like let's say you are someone like Netflix, right? The employee doesn't mm. show up. It's still like your, that employee is not in a role that deals with customers one on one on a day to day basis. For companies mm. like, like have F and B and security, that's where it gets a bit difficult. La, because yeah, you can have the a much more incent uh aligned incentive policies and all, but those sort of things I think that's where it's it's tricky. La, and that's where I yeah. think the answer is a lot tougher to determine. La.
0: Yeah, I was I was because looking at those articles yeah. and commentary also yeah. pre COVID yeah. pre COVID about this honor system for MCA where some you know HR HR specialists were advising that companies should try it out because it's you know it's uh it can be good for morale and and you build up trust with the employees on it then I'm like you you got pmet privilege, basically. if you're if you're white collar job that's your white collar privilege nah, you know where where you're like if you're not in office of one day life goes on nah. but if you're like in yeah. a, you know working at a cafe or something when one person doesn't turn up. That means the other person is basically doing double shift, like, right, or double duty. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What wow, P privilege? That's a good term because that was. Privilege. I remember I read some article that was done by um, I think a researcher or something. Basically, someone in like a white collar job was uh, saying that you know, like, um, it's shocking that Tan ceiling had to uh, explicitly tell employers to that if you mandate. Proof of MCs, you will be held accountable because, like, yeah, there should be more mm. trust. Then, exactly, hey, fuck, okay? Like, you, that's why I get annoyed when I see, like, people tout, you know, oh, Netflix unlimited vacation policy is great. The It's a very different thing, right? You are getting paid a lot more at Netflix um, than mm. your average mm. uh, worker. There are so many other things that contribute to the fact that, okay, people there, um, I don't know, maybe they, it's a job where, it's just a more in-demand job, la, Like where people might mm. feel more, uh, uh, how you say, more passionate about it. But a lot of the workers, like let's say a grab driver, are they really doing it because they love driving, or because mm. they are, they, 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 need some sort of like a income and that fulfills, lah. So yeah, the PMAT mm. privilege is real, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, I like, when I sometimes
0: as as I see those HR experts giving the you know giving the advice on on all these things, I'm like. I mean, try telling that to anyone who runs a cafe or some customer-facing business la, about about uh, about yeah, la, trusting employees and all that. Because, I mean, I've, yeah. we, we've heard so many stories, right, of, of basically, like, yeah, la, en- entire shift of workers not turning up uh, for F&B businesses and things like that. La. And the business and,
1: uh, is
0: fucked uh, after that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you <laughs> re- operate? Yeah. Like Netflix, Spotify. So, I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. Tut, but yeah, yeah like, like you that's said like this. I don't even know how to find a solution for for the industry itself. Uh I and mean one comes to mind. One comes to mind. Uh like like tipping, right? Uh when you're allowed to to Oh, that a whole can freely. of worms, man. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a whole can of different worms. But when you're allowed <laughs> to freely tip a whole can of different worms. When you're allowed to freely tip yeah. some uh you know, say waiters or wait staff and everything. It kind of uh incentivizes them to beyond just the customer service, but just just being present, right? Being present for work and, and knowing that, oh, today i got my regulars coming and you know there's a chance of, of big tips and things like that. So I'll make sure I'll be around.
1: But then the tricky part there is what uh, I believe happened in countries where tipping culture is encouraged is that then the base salary gets reduced. Mm, so it starts yeah. off well. We want to incentivize yeah. good performance, but then if the base salary is shit and you're just living on tips, right? That's also mm. not good. La. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. This, yeah. And and I guess one. that's the tricky part. The tricky part about the whether we go on honor system or or structured, because you will definitely get a school of thought saying every company should value every employee and there should be trust and full honor system. Yeah, which sounds good like, but, like it's it's too idealistic. Like but the downside to that is that then it would paint any company that does and for some sort of structure, even for us like a small team like us, which I think there should be structure, then we will be the bad guys la And you've seen mm. that happen so many times in, in company culture. And like, oh you don't do this, is it? Oh you're not as enlightened yeah. as us. I'm like, fuck yeah. off, yeah. la okay.
0: Yeah. I think the, the one thing that we also tend to forget these days is like, uh yeah, we, we do advocate for self care and everything, you know? Take a day mm. off to take care of yourself, to clear your head, all that. But self care also shouldn't come at the expense of someone else's care, Right, like oh, yeah, some, your your, your, fellow, <laughs> your fellow colleagues, your fellow colleagues' mental health and all that. I know you want to take care of your mental health, but sometimes you know uh, you you can't just disappear off the grid entirely, also, Right, like, hmm. like if like, like I I th- I would encourage uh, younger younger people. Uh, you know, it makes me feel them old, But yeah, like the Gen Zs and all. Do 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 spare a thought for your your colleagues and your bosses also sometimes. And and mm. they are also human beings just like you, whether or not they get paid more or less and everything. Uh, and, and when you when you create a problem for them to solve, uh, you know it's 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 an additional problem for them to solve also. Lah.
1: Yeah. Oh. So so I mean maybe the incentive can be each day you take of uh, me time, all your immediate team get like a quarter quarter day of me time. So yeah, if you keep taking yeah. your mid-days off, <laughs> your colleagues will get Everyone. some sort of incentive. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So next time they'll come back and screw you over next time. Since you screw yeah, them Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why It right.
0: becomes like well, then becomes like then then you, you sort of uh you, you, you what do you call it, uh, you outsource this very tricky
1: problem to to the employees
0: uh, to go and fight amongst yeah, themselves th- solve. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Because let's say you got a lull period for work, you'll encourage your teammate, hey, you you don't look so good, like you lost a lot of weight, is it? Take a day yeah. off, lah. Take a day off. Then you get two two hours of me time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, mm. correct. No perfect funny. system. Ma. No perfect no system. No perfect system. Apparently, even, you know, the, Egyptians, even yeah. the Egyptians, even the Egyptians when making the pyramids, there was uh like a healthcare and paid leave kind of policy in place. Apparently, like accor- according oh, to anthropologists.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but what were you gonna uh, say?
0: But yeah, la, they no I was, I was gonna say that uh I mean last time in army. When it came to things like guard duty and all that, there was mm-hmm. a you know there was a there was a system in place also lah, like like I I I mean I've heard stories of people paying other people to do duty for them like if you mm-hmm. have a girlfriend outside correct. and you want to see her very badly on Christmas or whatever, then yeah you just got to cough up the money to pay someone else to take the duty for you lah, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe correct, I mean correct. it's it's obviously that's not official system but it was a system you know under the table system that that, that sort of worked out lah you know. Uh, some mm, be- for mm, some people, weekends didn't mean anything when they were eighteen years old, right? Like, okay, yeah. lor, if I have to stay in camp on weekend, I don't care. I got no friends. But for some people, it was like, it was like life outside of camp, mm. lor, right? So yeah, yeah it, it worked out. Maybe it's maybe, maybe eh? it might be it was it might in be place. interesting. Like, it's a bit like carbon <laughs> emissions at like that, lor, where they you know they yeah. monetized uh, the amount of carbon emissions every company can do, so that you can sort of trade trade it here and there. Maybe that's what they should do for for you know shift work and MC and all that uh somehow create mm, a currency for it as well.
1: You should mint all your days of leave have and it has NFTs. <laughs> so that when you go to different companies, the it still holds value. Lah. Yeah, there's oh, a bro. there's a medical leave leave market, you know, powered by NFTs and crypto, which is the future of uh, life. You sound like no, a, just a thought we've leader.
0: Thought leader in the crypto
1: crypto space. Right? Yeah, <laughs> follow me on Twitter for daily updates uh, and hot takes on the latest crypto developments. Yeah, my Substack. Follow you yeah. <laughs> yeah, Substack, <laughs> Substack and yeah. Twitter, correct. correct. But cool. Oh. Uh,
0: let us know mm. what you guys think, like. I mean, uh, I think we've been we've not been in you know corporate corporate life for a while already. So mm. it'd be interesting to hear what what you guys are doing at your companies or how your company if, if especially if your company has an innovative way to, to deal with this uh please please share the ideas and then uh you know, if there are any ministers or what listening to us, maybe maybe we can they'll hear of these ideas as well.
1: Mm, exactly, man. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All
0: right. Oh uh, yeah but uh, again uh, we <laughs> mentioned that there's a lot of international news that this week uh, in this second mm. goofy topic uh, I mean it sounds goofy but actually it's uh, of a lot of importance also uh, right yeah it's
1: seismic yeah. Uh, seismic yeah, um, yeah. Um, in terms of impact uh, and, uh, and, and what is it talking it, about you Is there a, was there a word pun when you said seismic Um, no is it seismic oh, okay, okay. seismic is it, is it a seismic? pun is
0: it seismic uh, I mean, of seismic? course, you said seize. You said C's. so I thought you were you were punning. You were going for a pun. For the letter C. Yeah? No, oh, no. You, when Charles you seize C. assets, when you seize uh-huh. someone's assets. Uh, yeah. You know? what, what, or or you, were just, you were just you were just you pronounced wrong, something wrongly and I thought it was a pun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is it seismic or okay. seismic? Seismic, seismic? Seismic, seismic. Yeah, yeah. Seismic. seismic yeah. Okay. Uh. Um... But what's the pun on seize? Maybe well, then, maybe why don't you introduce it with the supposed pun on seize? Yeah. Oh, uh, as you all know, a lot of uh,
0: Ru- uh, a lot of uh, Russian businesses have been feeling the heat from governments around the world, and the UK uh-huh. has gone forward to identify Russian oligarchs uh, who have assets in the UK, and have gone ahead and seized them, or at least put them out of operation. Oh. Uh, in this in this seismic uh, in, the, in the very seismic act of uh, seizing yeah. the assets uh. yeah yeah. But I okay, see what you tried to do there
1: <laughs> but it was not one of your better puns la, Terrence oh okay, okay. No, uh, I was just playing off I was just yeah.
0: playing off your thing you know you never say I, no I to appreciate a, it I appreciate it to a potential pun Harish he's har 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 not as funny or smart as we, as we thought la, but okay
1: fine Eh, hey, fuck uh, you, AK. <laughs> so it would have ended nicely. Why the personal attack, yeah. huh, Terence? Why? That just took Not it like to like a whole a other level. You just the, wanted to insert it there the before NDS. you move on. It's the end. Yes, Yes, don't <laughs> the give NDS me this shit. End yes thing, nonsense, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, I'll go ahead. Anyway, yes. speaking of like harsh uh, treatment, yes. Uh, the one of the oligarchs, the Russian oligarch, um, is Roman Abramovich, like The billionaire owner of chelsea a club that he has he has had a huge impact on since he bought it back in 2003 um Mm. and yeah the the basic the basic thing was that it was announced that uh the uk government has placed a whole bunch of sanctions on the football club which has Mm. put a pause on the sale he was trying to do and as well as a lot of other things that directly impact the club so Mm. We will get into the details, but when you heard this, right, what 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 were your thoughts? Uh? uh yeah, the first thing was that
0: actually it's true uh that probably if you ask me in my life, the stuff that I deal with and people I talk to and all that, the the one thing that I always identify as very Russian is is Chelsea Football Club. Lah. You
2: know? mm.
0: And that's how yeah. it impacts me in in a way when you talk about Russia. Because uh, I, don't, I don't drink a lot of vodka or anything. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a uh, use or, or consume a lot of produce from Russia or eat a lot of Russian mm. cuisine or anything. But when you, every mm. time someone tells me about Russia, uh, you know, I think maybe of oil. Yeah, so petrol prices, definitely. But the next thing I think of is probably Chelsea Football Club. Because huh? uh, I think for the last 20 years, uh, you know, it was the... Roman Abramovich buying Chelsea... Uh was probably the first example of, of of how uh money money can can really uh change a whole football club's fortunes uh, right? Mm, and especially yeah. foreign money that, that, you know, was from was from, you know, like corrupt uh bureaucracies and things like that, lah. Or these at, at least somehow they got in the circle of corrupt bureaucracy and then there was a lot of money, lah. So mm. I mean since then we've seen we've seen that happen a lot, whether with with uh, you know Manchester city and other other Newcastle club now and everything so but Chelsea was already the first one in 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 the mainstream I would say so yeah mm. it is uh it is quite a uh, quite shocking news uh but the truth is also I only know one person who actually supports Chelsea uh, in Singapore oh, I only it? know one other person yeah one person who supports Chelsea do you know and a lot of people who support Chelsea Football Club? I know a handful
1: a handful. Handful, Singaporeans. Definitely not as many as has, has Manuel or Liverpool or even Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. But why, yeah. why,
0: how, how did they get to support Chelsea in the first place?
1: I think one of them uh, fell in love with Chelsea when Franco Zola was playing. That was, I think, shortly okay. after Abramovich came. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was so after. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was a turning point for him and I think a few other people I know.
0: Uh, okay, okay. So it was based on... On certain players like that the club managed to bring
1: in after Abramovich bought the club, lah, right? Yeah, I mean I think for most people who are abroad outside of the the clubs they support, it has to be something like that. Mm. Unless you really resonate with like uh Liverpool's belief and all that shit. Nonsense. No, I mean, yeah, la, menu, yeah, Menu and Liverpool yeah. were
0: winning all the trophies back then, alright? Oh the yeah. 80s yeah, and 90s. yeah, yeah, correct correct. So I I yeah. don't blame most singaporeans for for following those two clubs. Uh. You go with the winner mm. la, naturally, right? But Chelsea mm. wasn't a uh, considered a big winner until in more like recent decades, uh, right?
1: Yeah, correct. So yeah, so uh, the people the few people I know, I mean definitely a few people are uh, what like you, how come you were asking about that where, whether you know a lot of people? Uh yeah, of it, I la? don't think
0: it's that common. I just don't think it's that common to be a mm. Chelsea supporter. Yeah. Mm. So so I I mean maybe we talk about this topic. There's a lot of people who don't even give a shit or don't even care about Chelsea. No, but, but I'm sorry, just I trying to place the context of where it is, lah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think it's not about the club itself, man. I, I like I think mm. it's so like I was shocked when I saw this that I knew okay when the news of the war broke out, Abramovich was super keen to sell the club. I think on the day itself, mm. he said you know he wants to sell the club and he's looking for bidders and stuff. Then I was thinking, oh. Okay, la. I mean, my thought was that like there would be backlash against Chelsea, just like how there are backlash uh, against a lot of brands and, and stuff, or, or brands that are tied to Russia. La. Speaking of which, to digress, the latest news as of this morning is that Uniqlo is now closing all 50 of its stores. So, yeah. I'm glad yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. our podcast- um, yeah, Pushed them over them the edge, right? A, yeah, pushed them <laughs> over the edge, correct, correct. Uh, yeah, the CEO must have, <laughs> heard, must have heard our podcast yeah, and he was like, decided to and go, go against these Damn, these uh, boys in Singapore are on to something. We better close yeah. our shops. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, they yeah. have. I think McDonald's also is closing. No, I think and our threat, lines.
0: It was our threat,
1: yeah. Harish. Our threat to not our buy threat.
0: Uniqlo for one month. Oh yeah, that's Remember right. We, correct. We <laughs> There's some of you. Everybody. Some of the some of our people already called us out for like one month. Yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah <this laughs> That was just a hypothetical yeah. question, lah, dear yeah, Redditors. Right, yeah. But yeah, um. So my thought when Abramovich wanted to sell it was that okay, he wanted to dissociate for the good of the club la. but then when i saw this and then the uk uh, government actually issued a document as well uh, that lists down all the russian uh, oligarchs um, who have supposed ties to putin la. Um, and why abramovich kenai is because if you read the document it details certain things like he had um, first dibs on buying and selling shares to and from the state uh, in the run up to the FIFA twenty eighteen World Cup and and it just lists stuff like that, basically concluding that that he got preferential treatment from the Kremlin like, and in some way he has mm. contributed financially to to the Kremlin and that's why they're like, you know what? Um fuck you. And it, they, they just impose the sanctions on Chelsea like which are mm. which are quite huge sanctions like because what what essentially the, the the club can continue to do, yes, they can continue to play matches, they can receive broadcast money and they can allow season ticket holders to attend the games. But what they cannot do is they cannot buy new players, they cannot agree to new contracts for their existing players, they cannot sell new tickets for games for the rest of the season, they cannot sell club shop merchandise, and they cannot sell the club um, unless Abramovich allows the UK government to take control of the process and for him to not receive any proceeds from the sale. So mm. it's pretty damn huge because now it's impacting the players, no? There are few quite a few players whose contracts end this summer and they are in the process of negotiating. So oh. it's huge. Uh it's okay, it's, it's huge. huge for for the players, la, but uh but generally they I can still not continue not playing as a club, right? I mean I I wouldn't say even it's the hugest for the players, but it just feels like um because everything that we've seen so far when brands and governments impose sanctions and all, it's on uh, Russia, la, right? It's on Russian companies. But this is a English company owned by a Russian and the sanctions imposed are like almost directly hitting their business in the UK. La. So that's what I found uh, uh, crazy. But I think it is, I mean, the, the oligarch, the circle, the inner circle of the Kremlin is probably super influential and I guess mm. they want to hit it where it hurts. La. Yeah but yeah. but i guess the nature of a football club where you have millions of fans around the world um cuz even the chelsea supporters trust which is kind of, uh which is a like a, a fan run uh organization that actually has part ownership of the pitch and all they they issued a letter like saying like okay if this is going to be sold uh we need to be part of the process la and like a share of the proceeds and all that so the fans are uh are fucking pissed off as well yeah but uh so
0: sure. okay but 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 yeah. um i mean the the does it uh, you know they always say sometimes sports and politics shouldn't mix right uh, uh in this case, do you think the uh, there's any justification for sports and
1: politics to be mixed like that um well, wow, that's a damn hard question, and i bet, and i and I know that even though you're asking like for a yes no answer I'm going to say one answer and then you're going to go on a five minute essay <laughs> that's going to make my answer look very superficial so the thing is I don't know because just in the last podcast we were talking about how brands you know like acting with their dollars consumers acting with their dollars is a powerful mechanic like, but in some way that's mixing mm. clothes with politics right so mm. based on that like this football sports and politics I don't think it can be separated eh, unfortunately mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it year. was more like, uh, I I think the justification that that uh, that the UK government is giving for this uh, emergency, I think it's an emergency uh, act la, or something that they're pushing through. Uh, that that apparently apparently the deadline is fifteenth of March. La. they're pushing through this act that allows them to seize assets of uh, you know people who are very closely tied to to the you know to to Russia la. Because um, mm. these uh, it is basically saying that there are these people who are very closely connected to Russia, and they are they own assets or they have assets in the UK that are helping them make money, and from there you don't know how that money is being used to mm. fund whatever the Russians are doing, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So actually, to me, Chelsea, yeah, it is a, a it is a football club, but more than important that it's a huge business or so, right? It's a huge brand. They they have billions, billion like I think they have a one like and a half billion dollar like like a sponsorship deals and everything. So mm. so it is a lot of money uh, that is being channeled through Chelsea Football Club that goes to the 100% owner who is Roman Abramovich. Mm. So uh, right now they've, they've even set in rules that even if he manages to sell the club, right, like uh, his share of of whatever they manage to get for it, the money, the cash that they get for it, will be frozen, uh, You know, mm. and 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 locked in, the, locked up in the UK. So to make yeah. sure that it's not, it won't eventually be used to, I don't know, fund, fund the Russian invasion or buy them weapons or anything like that, lo. So yeah. to me, it's uh it's it sounds totally justified, la, yeah. it, Like like uh, you know the the. At the end of the day they allow, they allow the club to continue playing they allow the fans to continue coming to watch uh, watch the players but uh, but but if, if the selling of the club you know allows is a possible avenue for funding uh, an illegal international uh, uh, internationally recognized illegal invasion of Ukraine, uh, then mm. they are, I think they should be within the
1: right to do whatever they want to to stop this funding from happening. Uh. Yeah. I, I I think so too. Because like what you said, um, if it's making money for Abramovich, yeah, you can look at it, it's his business, is is nothing but at his level, um where okay, at, at least there's, there's even though he has publicly denied any association to Putin individually and all that, seems like mm. records do show that he has transacted with them la. In yeah. some way you are funding like providing significant amounts of funds to the government like, and ultimately the Kremlin needs to be held responsible for the fucking war so this is just unfortunate like, for Chelsea supporters Chelsea Club but I think it will probably also only came to fruition because it's been what like, 12, like two weeks almost or, or since the war began and Russia doesn't seem to be letting up like. that's why this only came like two days ago or like one day ago
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah Correct. and it's just and, uh, it's, it's crazy I mean and it's having such big repercussions in football as well because now I think there there's some resurgence of the talk about the Super League, you know, where mm. clubs are not beholden to their country governments and all that, uh, which was a big yeah. thing last year, I think. Uh, as in
0: people are, are bringing up the Super League again for what purpose? For what reason?
1: Because the Super League was meant to be like fan-owned and club-owned, right? you know, oh, regardless see, of, of bureaucracy and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. technically, they wouldn't be subject to government sanctions and all. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But but at the same time, like um, like uh, do you think that uh I mean, given the the world that we've been living in the last two years and all, uh mm. um, like like, is it that big a shocker if Chelsea, you know, ends up, like. Not only being sanctioned, but a little like relegated to a lower division or something like that because of the involvement with Abramovich or something.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It's, I don't think it'd be crazy, man. It'll just yeah, be like, oh, crazy, the right? war. yeah. How come Chelsea got relegated because of the war? They're like, oh shit, yeah. that sucks for them, man. Yeah, I mean, to to me, it's like,
0: yeah, like, I mean, those years when you remember when I, 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 some, some of you might remember, like But remember when Juventus was playing in Serie B, which is like the second tier football yeah, yeah, yeah. league in, in, in yeah. Italy for like a year because yeah. of some uh, corruption scandal and uh, they were involved in, in Italy like I, I yeah. know it, it seems like a distant memory now but yeah like, it, it literally happened like, Where like like I think uh, like Pier- Pierlo right Pierlo was like the top player in Italy but he was playing in like the second tier league in mm. in, in uh, for like in one Italy, season yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah, they actually yeah, won the, I mean obviously they won the Serie A Serie B and all that but it was just yeah, it just you know, these things happen to sports sporting clubs, like internal mm. politics or the the owners fuck up and do stupid things. And yeah, they get punished for it and they, they just gotta live with the consequences. so I'm not too sympathetic of those people saying, How about the fans, you know, so poor thing and then they didn't ask for this and all that, like yeah. It just yeah. they just
1: gotta deal with it, Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I think like like what you say in this day and age, right? Where last time, you know, like if you are uh, and I said last time like decades ago maybe pre-internet pre-social media if you are a politician or if you are an actor or if it is, you have very separate lives like you do you mm. and nobody really has access to you now it's fucking different yeah. man like yeah. if you do anything on a globe, like that's huge it's gonna have a global impact and everything is so interlinked right that mm. yeah Chelsea mm. getting relegated be- because of this they are, they are the Champions League uh, current champions um, yeah. if there's an exodus of players it's just like okay lah, that's the world we live in man yeah.
0: can you imagine that. if like next time Singapore does anything naughty then, then let's say the US sanctions uh, Razer and Secret Lab from selling their products in the country anymore mm. all the all the, gaming, all the gamers in the world will, will revolt lah. they'll be so angry because eh? they can't yeah. they don't have their Razer keyboards and Secret Lab Batman, Batman Batcave Secret Lab chairs to sit on anymore huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's that's the extent to which Singapore Singaporean companies will uh, will will be affected. Lah. Yeah.
1: And and in some way, maybe it is there's a there's a silver lining because like it's so easy to feel like, oh what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, you watch it, you watch a video, you read articles, like, oh my god, that's so fucking terrible. But it's so easy to like just okay, once you get off, you're back to your normal life. Lah. And even I'm mm. totally guilty of that. Um, mm. I think realizing that the impact of war stretches around the world even if it's through mm. your favorite football club maybe it's it's something that that can be a good thing like, realizing that like, yo mm. this kind of shit it impacts everybody man it yeah, awareness, everybody uh, awareness it raises a lot yeah. of
0: awareness about this about everything going on so on. Like, yeah
1: yeah exactly so, so so yeah it's just I mean I'm just curious what the hell's gonna happen after this it's, it's, it's a lot of because the repercussions yeah like it sucks for the, the club, but um, there's also other clubs who might stand to benefit from like these star players and the star manager being kind of like, I don't know, abandoning ship lah. So it's it's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, 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 Crazy. True. But yeah, cool. But cool, cool, cool. cool.
0: Uh, Alright. Let's look on the maybe more positive things, which is, uh, yeah, man. do you have a one-shot comment?
1: Um, my one short comment is uh, wait. Let me pull it out. Do you do you have it in front of you? Uh, I mean, I like I
0: think I mentioned it earlier, lah. Like uh, original gold one, basically was was uh laughing at what we said in the last podcast, where where we, we would stay away from Uniqlo for one month as a protest oh. of the involvement of the involvement in Russia, which now in in, in like <laughs> the that was a, that was a very lame uh, uh, protest on our part, If we were if we were planning to do that, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It,
1: thank you for the call out. <laughs> yeah, and thank you Uniqlo to listening to to our podcast. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so by one, it's a it's just some something that was a follow up from a few episodes ago where there were a few redditors and even on Instagram. Uh, messaging us that oh they, they felt there was something off with my mic. Um and mm. there was la there was there was. Um and I think what alerted us because uh was just seeing more and more feedback and realizing oh shit okay that there, there's something up and then we fixed it la. So so I I appreciate how people like are so so cognizant of the our our baseline standard and the moment it dips, right, fucking alarm bells goes off. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, shout yeah. out to everyone the, those few handful of people who messaged us correct, and then right. Darren's and like yeah. hey Harish what do you do with your mic huh? what the fuck eh? pass you a yeah. mic you keep fucking yeah. things up then i like, no no I really took care of it then he sent me a the video context, of how the mics we use yeah. are like the most indestructible
0: correct mics. <laughs> the context is that the Shure SM58s are legendary in the music and live performance industry <laughs> for being indestructible So, when I said I showed videos to Harish, I showed him videos (laughs) of the microphones being used as hammers and still working (laughs) after that. They were set on fire and they still work after that. So, I don't know what Harish does in his home, but the microphones, like within a year, they just like die in his home. uh.
1: Eh, no, okay. I'm a gentle, I take care of of shit, okay. That one was just once in a while, okay. For every successful SM58, you see that last like 15 years, there's one that maybe doesn't lah. You just yeah, have to accept yeah. that, Terrence. Just like well, how no one is perfect, you know. Like there's correct, always correct. there's always anomalies, la.
0: Yeah, but yeah, mm. so, so that, that, uh, <laughs> you so hopefully that la. settles. You're convinced that <laughs> the sound issue, because we do yeah. take a lot of pride there in, uh, in in how the podcast uh, sounds as well. Because we know people, yeah, yeah. so we know so we know we also talk people to sleep, but sometimes. They've literally mm, told, mm, us, told us that we're the last thing they listen to before they sleep in, well. a la, right?
1: in a good yeah, yeah, way, right. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way, in a good way.
0: but yeah. Yeah. And then uh cool. on to the one shock thing. Yeah. Uh
1: yes. my Do you have your one shock thing. My one here? yeah, my one shock thing is a recent Champions League football game uh between Real Madrid and PS uh, Paris Saint Germain mm. where yes. Paris PSG was up one nil after the first leg and in the end, Real Madrid won the the whole game 3-2 on aggregate. Um, mm, and mm. PSG even took the lead in the game and it was only in the 60th minute that uh, Real Madrid clawed their way back. Lah. But to me, like, okay, everybody loves a good comeback story but why I loved it especially so, like, I'm not the, I'm not a huge fan of Real Madrid, I'm not a huge fan of PSG mm. but PSG has world-class stars like Mbappé, Messi, Neymar. Real Madrid has, it's not as full of world-class stars as it used to lah, but the person who scored all three goals is this striker called Karim Benzema. And one mm. of the other players who was super instrumental in the win was uh, the midfielder Luka Modric. La. And, mm. you know, like now, you know, there's so much talk about Ronaldo is 37, he's fading, Messi is 34, he's in the twilight of his career. But, Karim Benzema is 34 and over the past few years he just seems to be getting better and better and for the longest time he was playing second fiddle to Cristiano Ronaldo. La. And then Luka mm. Modric is Thirty six, and then there's a clip of him like in the after the game when everyone went back to the changing room and all. He was just like this fucking badass like a uh, general, just just hugging everyone and and I just watched it. I was like, wow shit. There's comeback stories are good, but this one just felt like what. There's so much talk about like a uh, Messi and Ronaldo and and I mean Ronaldo. Uh, I I love Ronaldo lah, but to see these two players who are 34 36 just give their heart out and and club mm. it wow it's, it's fucking great. La. I loved it. Do you watch Do you, you watch the match? Yeah? No, I saw I saw the highlights and I've just been reading up uh, oh. about it and even like before yeah. the game apparently Karim I watched Zima I watched was, it. I was
0: there as it, I was oh, watching watched it, it eh? live. Yeah, I was watching it live. Was it
1: a shock uh, was it was
0: it uh shock when you watched it live? No, so I mean I hear you talking about it it's just very very clinical, like, you know, very like all oh, these are the facts and blah, blah, that kind of thing.
1: Eh, it's but my one shot thing okay? However <laughs> yeah, I wanna yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. it, it's my no, no, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to
0: add more colour, more colour ah, to okay, it. Okay. okay. So so yeah. so really when you're watching it, it was really like the the first half really felt like PSG was dominating and and it was it was gonna be like three 0 or four 0 or something like that. And Mbappe mm. was like outrunning everybody, and they just Real Madrid just looks so outsourced, so old, so outsourced. You see, then then I don't know. Then Ancelotti, you know, he, he's the coach of Real Madrid. He's always got this poker face, so you don't know what he's thinking or how he's gonna turn things around. And then then the second half happens, and then you start seeing a little bit of uh, glimpses of life here and there from Real Madrid. You see, and and mm. then suddenly like uh, I mean, it's all a you know. I I always ask why the hell. To in today's game is is they keep back passing to the keeper and the keeper is expected to be able to handle the pressure of the strikers mm. running at him and pass, pass the ball out to someone on the field. La. But I always yeah. feel like, you know, that, that's like really dangerous. And, and back in our days of like growing up, you never did that. La. The goalkeeper always just cleared the ball, out right. So yeah. uh again this came back to haunt uh you know modern day football philosophy again. La where the keeper just was dilly dallying a bit with the ball and and this old 34-year-old Benzema just uh, decided to press him a little bit and then the keeper made a mistake. And then Benzema cl- even scored. even yeah.
1: Benzema, he, he was running his heart out, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. In so so, the so that's where... Clubs like,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, that's where the, it was such an amazing thing to watch when within the span of like 5 to 10 minutes, suddenly the whole game turned around, you see? Because it, yeah. it, it was... It, it was Initially seen like this one sided, the Israeli decided thing and then suddenly it just be- turned around and it was the the, the feeling was just amazing like so, so that mm-hmm. that was what it felt like to be to actually watch it live like you couldn't believe uh, even at four a.m. In, in, in Singapore time, like you, you know, you it was keeping people awake like yeah. yeah. But that that was I mean, like the the yeah, that was the experience I
1: had lah. But yes. Yeah, thanks. Piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> You just no, it's okay my one short thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. You cannot, you it's cannot okay. just uh, tell me after we record. Oh, you know, I watched oh, the full game. and all. no, you must like yeah, okay. You watch the highlights only. Is it? Oh, you didn't, you didn't appreciate authentic. it enough to get up and watch. Is it? I have a kid, <laughs> and I still got up. Oh, you know, yeah, but maybe yeah, yeah. that's how much you love okay. football. Yeah, yeah. Authentic. authentic. Yeah, like, whatever. Keeping like, it raw. Keeping it raw. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> You, but yeah. for anyone listening you can still watch the highlights and maybe maybe the clip I will share as my one show thing is the video which I don't know if you've seen or not where I've Luka not, Modric not, is, not, yeah. is is in the changing room just like just celebrating with his team uh. that is yeah, dope yeah, yeah. ass shit man yes, yes. Yeah. yeah cool now what's one, what's your one show thing parents
0: <laughs> no, no, no. My, my one show thing is very simple I this one I didn't watch live I wasn't there but uh oh. basically there's a uh, uh, you know, WWE is no longer the only big wrestling promotion on the block now. There's a mm. new wrestling, I mean, relatively new wrestling promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Mm. So, a lot mm. of wrestlers that uh, were very disgruntled with how they were treated in WWE have actually uh, come forward and signed for AEW already. Lah. And uh, AEW mm. has, you know, we're talking about big stars like CM Punk and Sting and and all these like, ex-WWE wrestlers. We've now become the core of AEW, uh, and AEW, you know, is making big strides forward. It's, it's for example, is having a video game come out later this year and things like that. Uh, but most interestingly, they they just signed another huge uh, former WWE star. He's a uh, one half of the Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy. Uh, you mm. know, known for his known for his high flying antics, throughout the ring. So, uh, it's quite a. I, I, I bring it not just because it's just about about you know the rival organization signing a, a star. But I think Jeff Hardy himself uh has been going through since the mid two thousands and you hear a lot uh, you hear these stories a lot about wrestlers. He's been going through a lot of substance abuse problems. La. Uh mm. you know, so he had to come back from alcoholism, he had to come back from addiction to painkillers and things like that in order to to get his life together. La. So there've been literal instances of him just uh you know appearing to appearing for work. That means going to the ring drunk and and then sort of just walking through his matches and, and almost endangering his own life la, by trying to mm. finish the matches while drunk. And the referees oh, or the other wrestlers having had to sort of call off the match or at least ask the referee to just shorten the match just to save his life. La. So when he left WWE most recently, uh, apparently he literally just walked out the, walked out in the middle of a match that I means he just went into the crowd and walked out of the stadium in the middle of the match. Ah. So, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people, meaning online and audiences and all, were just worried that that he, he was back to his substance abuse days or anything. Like like something really bad happened. Um, mm. But, uh, but I, I think apparently it was more about, it was more about that like he was uh, walking out of his contract with WWE. Because he seems he seems okay now and he's back healthy. Mm with AEW so uh, I I mean it's just a happy piece of news to see to see you know a, a veteran wrestler and all that still healthy and still wanting to give another uh, you know give the fans one more run uh. so it was a very it's quite an emotional touching moment uh to, to see to see him appear again
1: on TV uh. yeah oh shit yeah, what, so do you yeah. wanna
0: you want anything
1: to say no, about no, no, my no no, thing? no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I let you enjoy the limelight once in a while. Uh, you know? oh, okay, I won't okay, shit. Okay. Uh, no, I won't grab the hind- limelight. I won't steal your thunder. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. the kind of person I am. That's okay, just the kind okay, of person okay. I am. Okay, uh, cool, yeah. cool. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> cool, alright. Uh, yeah. Then, thanks for listening, everybody.